The Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut is delighted to bring you this broadcast of Shi'ar Jeshub. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing a sermon from the series which my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, taught and which he named Heavenly Authority. Pastor Greg is currently in the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 19, in the section on David's return to Jerusalem after being in exile across the Jordan when his son Absalom rebelled. With Absalom dead and his troops defeated, the tribes of Israel discuss bringing David back as king. David sends a message to Judah, seeking their support and pardoning Amasa, making him commander of the army in Joab's place. When we left off, the men of Judah had come to Gilgal to meet the king and escort him across the Jordan. Here now is Pastor Greg. About half or more of the tribe of Benjamin, later on when there's a split, will align themselves with Judah. And you normally say the two tribes versus the ten tribes, the two southern tribes, Benjamin and Judah, but it's really not all of Benjamin. It's like half or more than half of Benjamin. You also have part of Simeon. Simeon, as Jacob prophesied, just kind of disappears and gets absorbed into Judah for the most part. And then you have the other tribes, which are rounded off as ten the 10 northern tribes. So just like in the schism, you have the tribe of Judah and a large number of Benjamites that come out. And they're coming out, verse 18, then a ferry boat went across to carry over the king's household and to do what he thought good. So they're going to bring, they're going to usher the king back to Jerusalem. Now, we won't read verse by verse what follows here, but there's a man, Bar-Zil-Ai, Barzillai, he's 80 years old, and he's a Gileadite. He's from the other side of the Jordan. And we're told he's a very rich man. And he's the one that has provided for David as David is staying at Maenaim. And he crosses only a little way the Jordan in this boat with David. Uh, and David says, now, you know, you provided for me. Now come with me to Jerusalem. I want to provide for you in the kingdom. And... Basilii asks to return to his home. He says, I'm 80 years old, I'm old, I want to die in my father's land, I want to be buried with my father's people. Uh, and David agrees, he kisses him, he blesses him. And Basilii says to him, look, take this younger man in my place, Kimham, and bless him the way you wanted to bless me. So David agrees, and Basilii goes back, and Kimham goes with him, across the Jordan. And we pick up down in verse 40. Now the king went on to Gilgal. So he goes over across the Jordan to Gilgal. And Kimham went on with him. And all the people of Judah escorted the king and also half the people of Israel. So now you hear about the people of Israel coming out. And they're all, they all want to be part of this return. Everybody's for David now. Everybody knows David. He's the blessed one. And they all want to be part of welcoming the king coming back to Jerusalem. But then you have a quarrel about the king. In verse 41, 
Just then all the men of Israel came to the king and said to the king, Why have our brethren, the men of Judah, stolen you away and brought the king, his household, and all David's men with him across the Jordan? Why did they steal you? Why did they arrange this bringing you back? And we had to hear about it and come out. Verse 42, it says, So all the men of Judah answered the men of Israel, Because the king is a close relative of ours. Why then are you angry over this matter? Have we ever eaten at the king's expense? Or has he given us any gift? Has he ever showed us favoritism? He's our close relative, so we're, we're bringing him over. But the Israelites don't like it. It looks like favoritism. It looks like Judah has a special place. We wanted you back first, and now your kinsmen have the honor of bringing you across the Jordan. Verse 43, And the men of Israel answered the men of Judah and said, We have ten shares in the king. Therefore, we also have more right to David than you. Remember, everyone wanted to get rid of David, you know, months back. Now they're fighting over who's going to get him. Why then do you despise us? Were we not the first to advise bringing back our king, our king? Yet the words of the men of Judah were fiercer than the words of the men of Israel. We have ten, remember there's twelve tribes of Israel. We have ten shares, ten pieces of the king. We have more right to bring him back than you, Judahites, even though you're his kinsmen, your close kinsmen, we're all brethren. We're all children of Jacob. And Judah doesn't back down. The people of Judah answer. Matter of fact, it says here, the words of the men of Judah were fiercer than the words of the men of Israel. They're fighting right back. And it seems silly, right? Seems silly. They're arguing over who gets the right to bring the king back to Jerusalem. But this silliness will develop into the splitting, the schism, the breaking apart. And you see how sin tears apart a nation. It's building up. The tension is building up in Israel to split it apart, to tear the kingdom apart. They just became a kingdom. They're just starting to flourish. They'll reach their pinnacle at Solomon, David's son, and then they will split apart in the time of Solomon's son, Rehoboam, David's grandson. The tension builds up all because what? David arose from his bed one spring night didn't know what to do with himself, walked out on a rooftop, looked down and saw Bathsheba bathing naked, another man's wife, and wanted her. And from that, he's torn apart his family, a man who did everything else good, a man who God said, this is a man after my own heart, a man that stood there and faced Goliath as a youth and said, the God of Israel can bring down that uncircumcised Philistine. And he trusted God more than any man of Israel, but he walked out on that roof, he saw that naked woman, he sinned against his brother, he brought division in his household, and now almost like a comedy of errors, it'll bring division to the whole land of Israel. And notice the biblical terminology here, the men of Israel, the men of Judah. First time, before Israel meant all of Israel. From this point on, for the remainder of the Old Testament history, it'll be the men of Israel and the men of Judah. Separation. 
the two southern tribes against the ten northern tribes. Both will sin greatly, and the ten northern tribes will go into captivity. The Assyrians will capture them. 722 B.C. 586 B.C., Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon will take southern Judah into captivity. And until they come back in the land, and until there's been great sorrow, we will speak about the men of Israel and the men of Judah. Now, because this is going on, and whenever you have division among God's people, there's always somebody that tries to take advantage of it. And here we read about one named Sheba. In chapter 20, verse 1, And there happened to be there a rebel. And that word rebel is literally man of Belial. Remember, Belial means worthlessness, a man of worthlessness. And when it becomes used as a proper name, Belial is another name, is a synonym for Satan. So here comes a rebel. Here comes a worthless man. Here comes a worker of Satan, literally a man of Belial, whose name was Sheba, the son of Bichri, Bichri a Benjamite. So he's a Benjamite. And he blew a trumpet and said, We have no share in David, nor do we have inheritance in the son of Jesse. Every man to his tents, O Israel. So every man of Israel, the men of Israel listening to this Benjamite, Sheba, deserted David and followed Sheba. But the men of Judah from the Jordan as far as Jerusalem remained loyal to their king. So again, you got a division. Another battle. This one gets taken care of quickly. Joab gets the troops together. But remember, a macer is the command of the troops, right? So what does Joab do? Joab goes over to him and he deceives him. He says, are you in health, my brother? And as he does so, he takes the sword and he kills a macer. And he throws a blanket over him. And he becomes commander of the army again. In those days, that was one of the ways uh, in getting power. But in our more civilized way, society, many times we see politicians do the same things, a lot of backbiting and destruction. Here, Joab just takes the matter in his own hands. He kills Amasa, and then he gathers the troops together, and they chase Sheba and his people back to the town of Abel. And God obviously allows David's people to win. Uh, and the rebellion is put down. He pursues Sheba to Abel. And it says in verse 14, he went through all the tribes of Israel to Abel. Uh, and they were gathered together and went after Sheba. And then they came and besieged him in Abel of Beth Maacah. And they cast up a siege mound against the city. And it stood by the rampart. And all the people who were with Joab battered the wall down. And then a very wise woman comes out, and she cries out from the city, Here, here, please say to Joab, Come nearby, that I may speak with you. When he had come near to her, the woman said, Are you Joab? And he answered, I am. Then she said to him, Hear the words of your maidservant. And he answered, I'm listening. So she spoke, saying, They used to talk in former times, saying, They shall surely seek guidance at Abel. And so they would end disputes. We were a town where people came peacefully to solve their problems and their disputes. 
She says, I am among the peaceable and the faithful in Israel. You seek to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why would you swallow up the inheritance of the Lord? We're God's people. Why would you destroy our whole city? And Joab answered and said, Far be it, far be it from me that I would swallow up or destroy. That is not so. But a man from the mountains of Ephraim, Sheba, the son of Bichri, by name has raised a hand against the king, against David. Deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. So the woman said to Joab, Watch, his head will be thrown to you over the wall. Then the woman in her wisdom went to all the people, and they cut off the head of Sheba, the son of Bichri, and threw it out to Joab. Then he blew a trumpet, and they withdrew from the city, every man to his tent. So Joab returned to the king at Jerusalem. A barbaric time. She's a wise woman. She doesn't want trouble in her city, so she gets the people, and they turn on the rebel. They rebel against the rebel, and they kill Sheba, and that settles the problem. For a time, Israel is reunited. They're one people, only for a time. We hope you join us next time as Pastor Greg Scalzo continues this Sunday message. Our address is Shi'ar Jashub, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Though our P.O. Box is in Branford, our Sunday service is at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Service is at 10 a.m., and the hall can be reached by taking I-95 to exit 61. Go south on Route 79 to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We pray the Lord Jesus blesses you as you grow in the knowledge of Him.